let's explore Roger and five other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, Roger. Whether we call it neurofecal dysplasia or shit for brains, Earth has no shortage of glazed-eyed, slack-jaw, mouth-breathing knuckle-draggers. They are humanity's most abundant resource. Like the, like the Trade Federation's innumerable battle droids. Roger, roger. In today's second meditation, looking deeply at the ninth chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Hatcher's literal translation reads as follows. To maintain but then overdo something is not as good as one's showing restraint. To rough out but then overhone something does not help hold the edge long. When coins and jade fill the hall, nobody can defend this. Being wealthy and honored and then being proud, the natural consequence is one's own misfortune. When the work succeeds, a body retires, keeping to heaven's path. Let's take a closer look, where Hatcher's literal translation reads, to maintain but then overdo something is not as good as one's showing restraint. Let's explore a little closer. Sometimes our body language can reflect the impulses driving us in the moment. Sometimes it is as if we are leaning back on our heels in revulsion. Other times it is as if we are lurching forward, perched upon the balls of our feet, preparing to pounce in our greed. Ideally, we find the peacefully balanced point between these two extremes, both in our posture as well as in our life. The key to success in any endeavor is to get lost neither in enthusiasm nor reluctance, but to effortlessly flow from the state of centered spontaneity. Returning to Hatcher's literal translation, we read, To rough out, but then overhone something, does not, help the, does not help hold the edge long, about which I explain. Being led by an inner guidance is often typified by the painting of a half-naked Tibetan yogi holding his open palm behind his ear. This image is commonly referred to as Mila listening to the whispers of the Dharmakaya. But 
what is the Dharmakaya? It could be translated from the Sanskrit literally as truth body. Superstitiously, it is rigidly believed by some that when an individual becomes a Buddha, their mind is then unified with the omniscient and all-pervading minds of all the other Buddhas. However, those of us who tread Yin's path of vulnerability and flexibility prefer to think of the truth body as simply a metaphor for the mastery of insight. But what could be meant by insight? Wisdom is not a reference to obscure or cryptic metaphysics, but rather the practice of relaxing into whatever we mindfully notice, with the intention of neither grasping it tightly nor shoving it away, but merely releasing our grip upon it, both physically and intellectually. When have we mastered this insight? When we practice it spontaneously and habitually and easily and effectively. This is the key to the flow state of simplicity's centered spontaneity, and it is from the leading of this flow state that we could know when it is time to stop. Returning to Hatcher's literal translation we read, when coins and jade fill the hall, nobody can defend this. Being wealthy and honored and then proud, the natural consequence is one's own misfortune. Let's explore this. We are driven by the impulses of our brainstem to hoard both resources and prestige in the hopes they will protect us. But the dark irony of indulging such impulses is that neither resources nor prestige are as sustainable nor as beneficial as our instincts tell us they are. Though impulse implores us with utterances as thunderous as Darth Vader's and as unctuous as Palpatine. Returning to Hatcher's literal translation, we read, When the work succeeds, a body retires, keeping to heaven's path. Let's explore this. If neither fortune nor fame are the mark of true success, then what is? Do what you love in a manner that is harmless, if not beneficial. And at the end of your day, savor a well-earned rest. Glamorous? No, not so much with the glamour. But fulfilling? Ya yeah, sure, ya betcha. Today's third poem, Best. When shopping for a meditation teacher, spend some time with them 
hang out with them, for it is folly to check their credentials or references, as such things are but fool's gold, a distraction from what is truly important. Do not be distracted by the quickness of the wit, their wit, nor the glibness of their tongue. Notice instead how it feels to stand in their presence. In their aura, could you feel both peace and love? Four, if you study with a so-called teacher who has yet to accomplish the path, the best you could do is accomplish what little rank they have and share in their less than desirable fate. Better it could be to find a teacher who is very much like the blend of your best friend and your father on their very best day. Today's fourth poem, Spent. I can still recall my first day of first grade, the excitement of newness and the sense of limitless possibility. Teacher called Roll. My name was Red. The children howled with laughter at what they exclaimed was the weirdness of my name. I put my head down upon my desk and wept. The die was cast, and this is how I spent first and second and third grade, mocked and weeping and raging. To this day, I feel that recollection as a tight fist squeezing my heart. As a child, I could only react as a child, for that is all I was. Now I am an adult, and I can recall that chilly autumn morn from a fresh perspective. I could agree that I do have a funny-sounding name and delight in bringing laughter to others, and also delight in having escaped the snare of the ordinary and the boring and the humdrum. Today's fifth poem, Often. What are the emotions we long to avoid? Do we dread fear and frustration and the contempt of loved ones towards us? What are the disempowering utterances of our inner narrator? How often do we tell ourselves to settle and prognosticate what feels like inevitable doom? Today's sixth and final poem, Mace. When asked a question whose answer we know not, are vulnerability and honesty our knee-jerk response? Or do we attack the question, or attack the one asking it, or attack both? 
after years of repetition, how skillful have we become at the fool's errand of aggressive defensiveness, like the open hostility which Mace Windu lavished upon Anakin Skywalker to Mace's great shame. Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements, so support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service. To help others find us just as you found us as well. If meditation is felt impossible or boring or just out of reach, you are welcome to register at buddhajoy.org for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.